Hola! Welcome to edition 127 of On The Ball, the Norwich City podcast. There's more unmarked header than Sarah Swivel. I'm Michael Bailey. I cover the Canaries for The Athletic. And of course, I hope this finds you safe and well. In fact, I trust it does. On the way, K Sarah Sarah. The 88-point train is still on the rails. And away the lunchtime kickoff. We will work through all that and more with our guests this week, who are Norwich number one chief at NCFC numbers, also known as our very own Steve Sanders. Good evening. We have author of the official history of Norwich City and purveyor of fine jumpers, with a cracker on, by the way, tonight in terms of jumpers. It is Zoe Morgan. Good evening, Michael. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, finally joining us tonight, we have another on the ball debutant. We are on a roll with them. It's City fan Harvey Monk. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And there is the full house. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks to everyone watching live on the socials. And of course, thanks to everyone listening. Not live, but still hugely appreciated. Uh, now, uh, first and foremost, uh, apologies for last week and us not appearing this was due to unforeseen circumstances absolutely <laughs> taking us out uh but it's okay uh, it was it was a bit like numerous factors combining uh akin to millwall's opening goal on saturday but like the second half we are back now and boy are we back that's how i'm billing that uh how are we how is everyone steve how are you yeah, it was a bit like we both we both wanted the podcast to happen, and then Desperately. it didn't. A bit, a bit like uh, Hanley and Gibson <laughs> both went to to clear that ball, but then between them managed not to do it. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if anything, we tried too hard. Yeah, yeah. A, a little bit like Hanley and Gibson themselves. Oh. Um, oh yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, like lots of, lots to talk about. I, I feel like we we kind of need to redeem ourselves from being. Uh, Slightly downbeat last time. I feel like we'd almost given up on them, um, and so let's let's uh, go. Let's go too far the other way this time. If anything, <laughs> let's let's get on the eighty-eight point train again. In fairness, the last time we did a podcast was just after the Wigan goalless draw. Yeah, which was like uh, the worst game I mean, in the history of football. I, 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 if, I think we 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 either helped we we helped rile them. Gave them something to prove, you know. They <laughs> they pinned us on the dressing room wall in video format, and uh, and and uh, and shoved it in our faces, <laughs> which is fine. That's the way we like it. Let's be honest. Uh, Zoe, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Michael. I did have um, a podcast related dream last night. I was gonna I was gonna share with you. Um, right. Somehow dreaming about about the Michael Bailey podcast. Uh, I had a dream. <laughs> no that one you... calls it that, but yeah, carry on. <laughs> Apart from me and my dad, which. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, for dear. some reason we were at Carrow Road uh and like a game was happening it was maybe like half time pre-match you were on the pitch uh with a microphone No one wants to see hand, that with a microphone It was like you were doing a sort of promo for the next the next coming up version of the Michael Bailey podcast and you were like introing who you had on and like the in, like previewing the guests uh so you obviously introduced uh, number Wang Chief, NCFC numbers, it's Steve Sanders. <laughs> All of Carrow Road burst out into applause. Then you said I was on, and there were quite a lot of boos. 
<laughs> and then I woke up uh, feeling quite oh. upset. And oh. I was like, oh, "What if they don't? Oh. They don't want me to come on?" So if, uh, yeah, that's that's what stage you've got to. I, think. I mean, if you told me that before we started recording, I would have made sure we all applauded you when I introduced you. To be honest, um, I mean, there's no way I'd be allowed on the on the pitch. It's a complete hypothetical <laughs> situation. <laughs> Never mind the booing. So um, yeah, that, that's the most that's the most unlikely thing. The booing is less likely than us being on the pitch. I would. Mm. We might we could go in those zorbs though at half time. That would be fun. Well, then we get cheers just for making idiots of ourselves. But <laughs> um, you will never be booed on this podcast, Zoe. I can tell you that is official. And I'm sorry you went through that terrible experience in your <laughs> dreams. But at least it's not in reality. At least no, it's not in reality. Not so far. Not so far, no, indeed. Um, Harvey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Resplendent in your Norwich shirt. It's a fine I appreciate Norwich shirt. Uh, I thought I'd... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Really good. Um, yeah, I thought I'd uh, put the shirt on for the debut. I'll wear the badge. Um, so, uh, yeah, nice. no, I'm all, all good. Happy after a, a Millwall, well, let's say a thrashing, but... Let's say a thrashing. It was a three-two yeah, thrashing. thrashing. We've got to be optimistic. Optimistic, you know. Second, we, we're going to get hit automatics. We're going to hit. Oh, this high. is the tone. I've already, don't 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 peek too soon. Honey. We've already got it on the way. We've already got it on the way. Don't worry. We're going to come. Uh, the only point I'll say is it's great to see you pull on the shirt. Obviously, if you start tapping the badge, we'll we will have to audibly describe that for the listeners. But that, of course, that's of fine. Course. I can manage that. I'll I'll do like a sound, uh, you know, a voiceover. Harvey tapping the badge something like that um so we'll make sure that happens over the course of the, however long this podcast is hopefully not 90 minutes which is almost what i said um uh, that is wonderful we'll get to know harvey more over the course of his debut of course uh for um those watching uh, i am once again wearing the same shirt i was two years ago two years ago feels like two years ago two <laughs> weeks ago um this is the shirt Lens. that belongs to of course to the Lens. french league club Lens. Longs. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what happened two weeks ago. I, someone told me something once, and it stuck You're in my chief head. Chief correspondent for Lens, aren't you, Michael? I, I, I am. I am. <laughs> yeah, for Lens, definitely. Oh yeah, <laughs> Lens, Lens down the road. They sell great <laughs> buns. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, this is Longs. Longs. It took me two minutes after the podcast to just double check why I didn't do that before the podcast. I don't know, but let's not. You know, I'm not gonna. Uh, you know, batter myself here, but I do just want to, yeah. I'm wearing the shirt just to correct all of that. And also to say that the shirt has been lent to me by the wonderful Zeke, Zeke Downs, that's Downs with an E, D-O-W-N-E-S, Zeke Downs off of Fresh Shirts UK. It's a lend uh, and it's lovely. And he has amazing. Isn't that a lend? <laughs> yes. That, Sorry. That's very, that's very good, actually. <laughs> well done. Um, yeah, so, so, so Zeke is on Fresh Shirts UK and uh, uh, on Instagram and, and Knock Knock'em Downs on Twitter, which is a fine pun in fairness. It, uh, give him a follow. Check out what he's, if you like vintage shirts or whatever, go, go to it. I'm not getting paid to do this, by the way. I, I just think he's doing, I just think he's doing a brilliant <laughs> job. Hashtag I wanted to make, I wanted to make the most of it. He's a lovely guy and he's doing a great job. So fair enough. And also, by the way, he's doing, you know, those hammer beads. He's he's making kits out of them, like iconic kits out of hammer beads. It's amazing. I, I'm so easily pleased. But I, you know, so anyway, there you go. That's uh, that's Zeke. We should get him on the podcast. We should. just spend sixty minutes plugging himself, <laughs> or maybe I will. 
Uh, I need to take a selfie because the last one I took um, two weeks ago was really bad. So basically everything about the podcast two weeks ago wasn't good enough. And we're going to relive it just with different football matches. <laughs> I'm talking about myself, obviously. The guests were wonderful. Um, right. Uh, speaking of which, uh, for those watching us live on your chosen social media platform, we do want to hear from you tonight. Uh, during the course of the pod it can be on absolute absolutely anything just get your comments and questions in especially if you're on youtube and facebook because i don't think we can see them on twitter but i'll try and check in on twitter if we can if anyone's still on twitter as he as elon musk killed it yet i don't know but anyway that's all there um and if you are listening but not live you can still contact us please do in fact send us an email to twitterkers twitter k-e-r-s at icloud.com i'd love it to see you in the inbox Right, after that, let's crack on, shall we, with this week's, and potentially also last week's, Headline Act. Yes, since that iconic goalless draw at Wigan, which has now probably got more uh, airtime that it deserved, even at the time. Uh, Norwich have beaten Cardiff. They've beaten Birmingham and they have beaten Millwall. Uh, that's a, that's awesome. They built a Millwall side that are gunning for the playoffs. This wasn't like the other two wins. This was an important win. It was at the Den where Millwall hadn't lost since September. Steve, statement result, Claxon. I literally was going to say it was a statement win. Oh, my God. Oh. Yes. I've got nothing more to add then in that case. <laughs> Thanks, um, Steve. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I can if you want, though. I suppose that is what I'm here for. I don't want to get booed. I don't want to get booed off for my lack of contribution. Um, yeah, they were really good, weren't they? Um, and it felt, like you say, very different to the two home wins in that um, they beat somebody kind of worth beating all three points are important obviously but some are, are better than others and it did feel like quite a pivotal game I think had we lost that game um and I didn't expect us to come back and win it once we weren't one nil down if I'm honest um I think well if we would have been what five behind Millwall um four off the playoffs and I think it would have felt like we were kind of had a bit of a uphill struggle to get there but now now we're in them um, and we've won three in a row. We've got momentum. The performances are kind of, oh, it's an awful phrase, but sort of trending in the right direction. Um, and we have a player who's probably in as rich a vein of form um, as our last number 17, um, or as anyone has been for Norwich since our last number team was here, in Gabriel Sara, who um, is getting better and better and better. And I think might even be fair to say, um, we may not have won any of those games um, had he not made telling contributions at the time that he did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was a real joy to watch, actually, um, because they really had to dig in. Uh, they weren't sort of dominant in the way that Farker teams were. They had fewer than 10 shots and Millwall had more than 20, but they felt in control of that game. Um, and, yeah, it, it does start to feel like it's it's coming together. And you'd have to say right now, it feels like they're odds on for the playoffs, which I don't think we could have said before the start of this weekend. I mean, I, uh, Zoe, I, before the game, I didn't expect, I, I thought they would come unstuck. I thought, okay, they're going to play someone quite good, um, which hasn't happened for a little while. Uh, Millwall probably had a point to prove after being at Carrow Road at the end of a really long week. And they played on a Friday night after Swansea and they looked a bit shattered. I think there's still an element, speaking to a lot of Millwall fans as well, they feel that their team is going to run out of steam. They had a really tough week again. And I, 
they did actually start the game pretty well, obviously, as well as taking the lead. They were on top for the first 20, 25 minutes. I thought they were kind of worth, the, certainly 20 minutes, they were worth leading the game. But then they did tail off quite dramatically after that. And then there was just this huge, huge control from Norwich for for the most part. I mean, I'd, I, it's probably, it gets said a lot, but I don't think they would have won that game in, say, early November, October time. I think you're absolutely right. It was a cracking, cracking game, wasn't it, as well? And we haven't had, we haven't had many of those for quite a long time. Like I don't remember sort of feeling that tense towards the end of a of a game. Um, yeah, for a long time. I think it really it was Millwall's biggest crowd for a number of years. Twenty seven well. years, I think. Which you know, it was kind of they were treated to, um, and it you know it was obviously a big it was a big game for them as well as it was for us. It wasn't just you know it didn't just matter to to one team, proper clash. And um, you're right, Steve. I think with Sarah, like Kenny said uh, a couple of games ago, that we we go we grow into the game when Sarah grows into the game, and that definitely happened. Um, on on Saturday like you could see him you know you can sort of almost just see him working it out like you think oh he hasn't done much for a little while and then suddenly he's like everywhere and he's you know um just absolutely in charge of the whole thing um and to have sort of come out on top in a really close game I think that will do them the world of good in terms of the rest of the season I think obviously we're going to get 88 points so (laughs) there are going to be some games where that is not as cut and dry as uh you know, you might hope all the way through the game. So, yeah, I think sort of having won a game like that when, like you say, Michael, that earlier in the season, we didn't have, we didn't, we didn't have games like that. We haven't had games like that. Um, um, And it was just really, really enjoyable, really nice to see um, and really exciting as well. Like uh, I've booked my ticket for Huddersfield uh, next week off the back of that. It's yes. A, like, how can you miss it? What if they're fever. really good? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and we, yeah, we. I was just going to say we haven't. It, the interesting thing I think since Wagner came in is that we haven't. Um, once we've taken the lead, nobody has equalised or we haven't lost any points from a winning position since we since Wagner came in which I think is quite significant and um also we're a team that when we do score I think normally like when we do take the lead or even when we equalized on Saturday it's like they suddenly realize what it takes for them to be good like then they they look they can look a bit sort of lost right at the start obviously we've conceded a couple of goals against Hull and then against Millwall that were a bit regrettable I would say but once we get that goal we do look like a force to be reckoned with, I would say. It was an incredible atmosphere at the Den, I thought, especially early, you know, the start, the, the home noise was was proper. Um, and then it went a bit quiet, apart from the 3,000 Norwich fans who were outstanding and uh, a wonderful sight as well, uh, especially at the end, just brilliant scenes. Uh, Harvey, what's the best bit of improvement you've seen in them in, in recent weeks? Best bit of improvement? Um or favourite? I think consistency in perform- individual performances is probably the the most notable. Um, I think, every, you know, Grant Hanley gets a lot of stick week in, week out for most part of the season. I think given what he did at Millwall, I think we is all forgiven. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think, oh. it's just in, I think individually um, we, we, we've improved. I think 
Wagner has given the players direction, which I don't think we saw during the start of the season. Now, I'm not going to get into a contest of who's better, but yeah, I, I definitely think the man management has improved since Wagner has come in. Not only that, Norwich are now corner experts, not defending them, but certainly at scoring from them. Um, I've always wanted Norwich to be really creative some, from set pieces. I, I've never understood why not. It's just like you see those teams. Oh, is it Allianz, Allianz Spor? If I've said that right, probably not right. But there's a team in Turkey who do the most wonderful, creative set free, free kick routines. But it's always felt like, come on, it's, there must be so much you can do with a corner. And Steve, they did it where they all rushed in and then Jakob Sernsen was just on the edge of the box. Like, da-da, it wasn't even that good a shot and it went in. And then, oh my gosh, they <laughs> played it short to the near post because Anel Hernandez has run to the near post. All he's done is sort of punted it into the six-yard box. It's gone in off top. I mean, it's like, wow, what have you been doing with yourselves? Not only that, it appears to have happened um, in the first game where Alan Russell wasn't there. Yeah. Um, now, uh, I don't... Honest answer, I do not know the situation. I don't know what's happened. I wouldn't really want to speculate because it could be, you know, one thing or the other. I don't know. Um, so maybe we shouldn't touch on that. All I will say is I know I spoke to David Wagner about Alan Russell immediately when he got the job and his answer didn't strike me as someone where it's like, I'm looking forward to working with this guy. I've got to be honest. That just wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't the answer David Wagner gave compared to other answers on other people he gave. Um so we, um, it will all come out in the wash, whatever it is. Obviously, I hope it's nothing serious and everyone's well and healthy and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, still, you know, Andy Hughes getting tapped on the back of his head by everyone because Norwich are now corner geniuses yeah. attacking-wise. I felt really sorry for Alan Russell. I mean, it was great that we're scoring from corners, but it is, it's, it is literally like that's the one thing you're supposed to be good at <laughs> basically it's all it's like it's like if you had someone come in next week you started reeling off a load of stats and, and you were like wow this guy's amazing i i, I like that, that's my gig though that's what i do uh, so i do i do feel a bit i don't know maybe maybe they just like couldn't take a man wearing roll neck sweaters talking about zonal marking and uh you know and set play seriously i don't know um but yeah great that they're showing a bit more creativity and they were both like the first was goal was a really clever set piece move it genuinely was like uh, you know you could see the players running in I was looking at Adam Eder who was kind of hold, almost holding off the Millwall player from from dashing out and you could see that, that that was the tactic and it was the first one they'd had in the whole game wasn't it um like you say it wasn't a particularly incredible finish but um you know doesn't doesn't matter sometimes you just got to get it on target right and apparently it was better than the ones he was doing in training so I'm interested to <laughs> yeah. see what, what oh those God. were like who were and just, it was, I and why didn't they sort of go, hmm, is this the right thing to do in a game situation? Or like, oh, no, it'll be okay. Jacob will just nail it in a natural. Which he did, in fairness. I mean, I mean, Gary Rowett was pretty disappointed with how his team reacted to both set pieces, which I can quite especially understand with the, with the first one. But there Yeah, I mean, I, but I, I do think like Sarah's delivery from set piece, this sounds like the Sarah fan show, but generally quite good. So I just wonder... Hey, Sarah, Sarah. If we have, like, I mean, really the two targets are Gibson and Hanley, right? And Gibson has never scored for us. And Hanley will regularly got, get on the end of them, but it just sort of bounce off him and into the stand. So maybe they've just worked out that actually that as a tactic from attacking set pieces is, is not the way to go. Why not? Uh, it would be good if uh, they start 
they've got so many like lined up that they start to have more and more elaborate si signals for like what what they're going to do to show that that's the corner they're going to take you know start tapping their head rubbing their belly uh mobot, mobot. Fingers, yeah. or both at the same time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one arm one way means one thing and the other arm the other way means the other thing and all the players just stood there trying to work out which one that means <laughs> In fairness, I mean, I don't know the coding, but it does seem that the options are basically one arm up or two arms up. I mean, that's that's not a wide range of all. It's like one in 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 swing out, out swing out. It's like well, you're left footed, <laughs> but yeah. Um, anyway, okay. that's interesting. Can we can we also point out that uh, Jakob Sorensen is was on corners and standing over free free kicks like he was going to hit them, which uh, that's a development. I mean, I know he's the he's the utility man for everything, but I didn't think he was going to be for for corners as well i mean he, he probably was being self-deprecating in what he said to chris gorham after the game because like we all remember his marseille and birmingham goals i mean they were epic strikes mm. so you, you think if you can hit a moving ball like that you can probably hit one that's sort of still i mean i <laughs> absolutely i don't remember his marseille goals to be honest i wasn't even aware that we played marseille was i mean marseille was yeah it was a good game very good game it was very much a game where i probably had a had to have a reality check probably 24 hours afterwards um going actually we are playing in the championship this season um <laughs> but yeah it was good it's good love it what a, well indeed i'm like marseille second in the french in the french yeah. top flight so you know i mean we're basically the french champions um so that's that's good uh, to be curmudgeonly can i be curmudgeonly that's like my new role no i don't know you're right but i'll try yeah. i mean i get i get that you know grant hanley would and i'm you know, Grant Halley, what a what a clearance off the line. I mean, I mean, he just sort of ran back and was on the line, and he was in the right place. I, I don't know. Like, I I've played as a defender in football, but I, I, w I wouldn't necessarily think this is the best bit of defending I've ever made because I literally chose the middle of the goal, and that's where the shot went. I mean, it's great. Would you have done that? A brilliant moment. Would you have done that as a defender playing football? Do you? Well, I'm not a professional footballer. But the, the, the point is, how many times does how many times does Grant Hanley run behind Angus Gunn if there's a shot coming in and he can get there? It's like all the time, isn't it? So like, am I, I'm being curmudgeonly, as I said. I, I, it's still a great moment because it earned Norwich a point. Um, and Jakob Sørensen basically said, "Yeah, he then back passed it to Angus Gunn," <laughs> and he was like, as if he was saying it should have been a free kick, which is funny. Um, and then on Gabriel, yeah, anyway. And then on Gabriel Sarah, <laughs> like I love, he loves his song. I love that he's got a song. The lyrics work perfectly. Um, why can't anyone sing the tune? <laughs> it's like in a funny key. Well, and, I know, said last time it was, it's too mournful. It really, it makes me feel bleak. And I heard someone, <laughs> some, another set of right, fans, Zoe. but another set of fans singing a song. It might have even been the Man City fans singing bits of Bernardo Silva song, I think, to the same tune. And it did not sound like the way we sing it at all. Like It, it, didn't, it didn't feel bleak. It didn't feel bleak. <laughs> I don't know, but like, voulez-vous by ABBA is in a completely different key. But I, if they, I feel like if, if people individually sung it, they'd be like, voulez-vous, and it would be like perfect. And then it's like you've stuck 2,000 people from Norfolk together, and all of a sudden it's in this weird... like. I can't even recreate it. It's just not the same song. It doesn't matter. It's a lovely. I feel like this is this is close it. to it's matter. close to Alan Partridge territory. We're like, <laughs> stop getting ever wrong. It's <laughs> but it is no, that is it. And I know it's yeah. I know. I know it might be the musician in me. But well, in fairness, in, can I just say in fairness, when I was like sixteen and in the lower Berkeley and starting <laughs> chance, 
I would have still had this gripe and I still would have been going around to all the people around me going, good Lord, people sing it properly. (laughs) And then they would have either laughed or nutted me. It's fine. Yeah. I I think you're probably safer doing it behind a podcast mic than you would be in the the, uh, lower Barclay. Um, But yeah, I mean, to be fair, his his performances have improved the more we sing the chant. So uh, I don't know if... uh, as in sing the chant wrong so you're not wrong. wrong you're yeah. right he's playing well though right um, yeah and, and actually um the the second goal um the corner came from his like amazing 30 yard shot i sort of like oh yeah that does sometimes happen doesn't it players take long range shots that sometimes arrow into the corner it feels like, like we just haven't had that much it's been season. so long i think yeah you, you'd have people in the stands and they'd be going we just pass it around the back, you know, pass it around the back, pass it around the box. We want to tap it in. And I think we we kind of developed that narrative for a few years. And then this year, it seems to have completely changed where we're not afraid to have a shot from outside the box this year, which is actually quite refreshing. Um, it's interesting you. you say that because um, I got asked a comment on the Athletic uh, match day discussion about whether Norwich had started shooting more from distance since David Wagner came in or whether that was just sort of a bias, you know, in terms of, oh, look, we're, we're so much better now. We're even doing that, which is a fair point. Gabri Sara's shot, by the way, before that corner. I forgot it was just before that corner. It was incredible. You've such a brilliant save to dip it over. Um, and I don't know if that's true. I was trying to remember if Dean Smith was, because he, he used to say a couple of things. I can't remember what they were, <laughs> but there was one. I think he wanted the team... I think he wanted the team to find a better shooting opportunity rather than taking it too soon. I think that was something that he'd constantly asked for. But then I also feel like he was also saying, don't wait for the perfect shooting opportunity, you know? And so then I got a bit hung up on which of those he was actually asking. I, I might be misquoting him on both, to be honest. He might but, not um, be the only one that got confused. Well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that could be my memory failing me as well. Um, I have been um, I have been writing a piece. It's on The Athletic Tomorrow plug. That's Tuesday. Um, about uh, Gabby Sarah's goal, because it was wonderful. Um, and, you know, where it ranks. Um, so I thought I'd ask you guys, where does it rank? Goal of the season, maybe, as I tweeted, because I couldn't remember any other goals in that moment. Uh, But Uh, I've since remembered some, although I actually forgot one of them as well. So my poor brain. Go on, Zoe, what do you reckon? Well, are we saying it was better than Nunez's goal? I don't know, are we? Are we? Are you? I'm not not saying that. I'm not. I'm not saying that. (laughs) No. 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 No? No one? No. And we haven't even talked about that goal on this podcast yet. No, and it we, feels we like it needs some it feels like it needs some time discussing yeah, it because that was okay. amazing. Give it and, a 15 uh, minute slot. Let's bring it in now then, because yeah, you're right. We 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 weren't around for the Birmingham game, sadly. Um, or the, the podcast for it anyway. Um oh, it was amazing to see it in person, obviously. Uh, I, was, I was right behind it. It was an amazing strike. Uh, the more you listen to it, the more you hear that sound in the crowd, which is like Oh, <laughs> very excited! Um, but if someone can recreate that sound, that would be better. Um, your goal of the season, then, Zoe? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, I was watching. Um, I was watching on the TV, and it made me sort of make some very weird kind of guttural noises in my throat <laughs> and say, "Oh, like, oh my god!" <laughs> like, I just like you, when you don't know what is about to come out of your mouth because you're just so shocked that that happened. <laughs> I feel like that is um yeah that's what happened with that goal it was so it was so good um and Nunez is like he's it was just so nice to see him 
doing something really fabulous like that because we I think we've all sort of had it in the back of our minds probably since the Penenka penalty that he's capable of doing some quite weird and wonderful things and it was it was nice to see that happen and he just looked so happy throughout that game as well it was just really nice I'd forgotten about the Penenka penalty that was against Birmingham as well wasn't it so maybe there's something about playing against them that brings out the best in him I the the other thing about that he he cleared the ball on the volley uh from some kind of set piece like five minutes before that where and he just connected absolutely brilliantly with that clearance as well so I don't know he was just he was just finding it beautifully off his right foot all all evening but that to me was uh, that's going to take some topping for goal of the season don't get me wrong Sarah's goal on Saturday was brilliant but um I don't know I think if you can if you can lamp a volley coming out of the air with that level of technique and it was one of those that it it didn't it it didn't even I, I don't think anyone thought it was going in until it went in there was that kind of stillness and and then suddenly it was like wow what has just happened because Roddy didn't move so yeah I, I think just as a moment it it tops it for me no, oh, okay. This is interesting. How about you, Harvey? I, I I tend to agree. I mean, it was down my end of the stadium, so I am going to be biased. Um, I, don't, I, I mean, from 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 where where I am, you see him hit that, and you've seen him probably hit one or two in previous games at home, and you've gone, oh, it's just wide, probably, or it's just over. And so you aren't really expecting it, and he hits it, and it goes in, and then you almost. Oh, ah, oh, oh, okay. Now I can celebrate. Now I can actually. Whoa, that's <laughs> you know that's incredible. Um, but admittedly, that was the one game that I missed. Um, all season. Oh, <laughs> um, oh no! So which um, which does was, tie in? Does tie in? I haven't. Well, I can imagine it's heartbreaking. It does tie into the the clip that from our last podcast, um, which which had me, Stephen, Zoe all on it. Uh, talking about you know the big moment and someone volleying home. I haven't got the clip to hand, Steve. I couldn't. I couldn't. <sighs> I couldn't rip our own video clip. <laughs> I need someone. <laughs> someone with more time and more digitally aware than myself. But um, yeah, you know, basically we we um, we we predicted it, Steve. We are we are the predictors. Well, Psychic. And not only did we predict it, didn't we say we we just take one? And now it feels like we've got two because I think Sarah's goal comes in that category. As well, we didn't we didn't specify that we would also see a goal where someone span and and hit one in off the bar with their left foot. But but you know we did say we haven't had a moment yet, and now it does feel like we've had two great moments. Well, well there were almost two moments in the Millwall game, what with Sarah's goal and Hanley's bit of defending, which may or may not have been an accident. Uh, yeah, according to who you speak to, it <laughs> wasn't an accident. It wasn't an accident. I just I. I suppose it's a bit like a a routine saying you've that gets blown up a little. I like oh, I don't, it's the narr- the narrative is Grant Hanley saved the point and that's great and he is great. I love him to bits. Just like yeah, it's, that's good that he was there would it hit him. I don't know, like a I don't know, like a last ditch tackle would have felt. Or, Oh, anyway, I'm digging myself. Well, I, 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 I'm I think, on my own here, but you know, that's... I think it was that awareness to before the shot was even hit to go from where he was standing to think, oh my god, I need to be on the line here to cover in case this goes. in. I mean, to do that in that moment and have that clarity of thought, I, I don't think that was totally 
random, but maybe you're right. And any Sunday league defender could have done it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, you'll have to put it to Grant next time you speak to him. I think people are putting, putting words in my mouth here. I don't think that's quite wise. <laughs> never. Uh, never. <laughs> and obviously, I, I think Gabby Sarah's goal is goal of the season as well, because the, 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 I've obviously been watching it a lot today and the technique involved in it, um, in adjusting his body in the way he took the first touch and the, the angle he is when he hits the ball and to keep it under the bar is remarkable and not really done justice by XG. The other things I learned from this search was a Marcelino Nunez's free kick from Hull was miles out. It was so <laughs> far out. And um, the other thing I got, so um, the EFL of, um, Oh, I've just lost it and I had it all saved. Uh, the EFL have put up their, you know, you can vote for the goal of the weekend across the EFL. They're five, five contenders. Uh, number two is from, I think it's Jack Sowerby, who plays for Crawley. Um, I recommend everyone sort of go and look at it. Um, it's a great goal. Is it? It's versus Crawley. So that, is that Northampton? That looks like Northampton. Having never been to Six Fields, it looks like them. Let's say it's Northampton um i can't recognize the badge it's too small doesn't matter um but he is literally in league two uh you know ball comes up high 30 yards in the air comes down he volleys it into the top corner if anything it's better it's a bit more central but it's like directly in the corner i was a bit like oh he's done that so you, anyway. what you're saying is that hanley did something that a non-league player could have done and nunez did something that a league two player could have done <laughs> as well yeah. I'd, like, I'd like yeah. you, I'd, I'd like to see you put that to grant hanley yourself michael That'd oh he'd, he would conversation he would he would give me the same reaction as to whenever i've said something nice to him which is just mock me and <laughs> look like he's gonna punch me in the face but i think that's he, just how he looks he, he didn't react to the clearance at all though he, he no, it's like every it. day wasn't it's it it's like yeah yeah i've gone back it's all right i'm just in the way wasn't i <laughs> so oh, i feel like i'm oh, going just to clarify it's a great <laughs> moment okay it's a really important moment it won the game great you know just Goal line clearance of the season, at least, given that. Oh, can you think of any others? I can't. Well, precisely. <laughs> and we did get to see uh, all of the defenders hugging each other really angrily, yeah. which is uh, fast becoming one of my favourite things in football when <laughs> defenders celebrate defending, because it's very different to a uh, goal celebration, obviously, but it seems to involve looking as stern as possible and sort of slamming yourself against other very tall men um, and looking quite aggressive and then yeah it's quite touching I think it's quite it makes me quite emotional <laughs> it's a good point though isn't it because when you score a goal there's an outpouring of joy or relief or like rah this is amazing and then if you do something really important defensively you have to sort of be like yes that was resilient yes we we repelled them <laughs> that's just actually in, would, terms, would... in terms of the men's game I, I I wonder if it's similar in in the women's game I, you know it's um, also like your body has to be as solid as you are a defender. It's like that moment where you cannot have any flex in your body at all. That you are celebrating. Just going back to Grant Hanley, um, I think oh, I think my problem is I think my problem, and maybe this is just me. This is oh my no, problem. I'm sorry. Maybe it's my problem. I've got stuck in my head. I've just pinpointed it. I've got stuck in my head one of the goals against Burnley where Grant Hanley ran back to get back on the line and then sort of tripped over and the ball went through him. And I'm just like, you know. So it's yeah, not got that the... easy. So it's not that easy. So, yeah, in fairness, I don't know. Anyway, that's my considered professional opinion. 
Um, um, but yes, before we move um, on, I, I, I think one of the... Can we move on? <laughs> yeah, well, unless you want to go back to Grant Hanley again, unless it's obviously tormenting you. Um, Hello. But I, I, I think... Um, I think Wagner deserves, I mean, quite a lot of credit for the team he picked for that. Well, win. you say yeah. that. Is it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll say what I'm going to say and then you can then you can take it all away from him. I mean, there's lots of managers winning games all across football. <laughs> you know, they, they um, stick out their teams, they trick, you know, it doesn't, what does it matter? And actually, that may well be true. And on another day, we could have slaughtered him for this. But um, I do think bringing in, you know, moving Sarah from his position to take out Nunez, who had been playing quite well, and bring in Jakob Sørensen to make us more resolute. I could have seen that backfiring, and clearly it didn't. Um, and likewise, Ida, I thought, although he didn't score, led the line pretty well in his two games. So the easy thing to do would have been to st- stick with Marquinhos and play on L on the left. Um, and basically pick the same team he did against, um, who do we beat? Cardiff. Um you know, that's probably what Daniel Farke would have done. I think he didn't he used to like changing a winning team too much. Um, so, but I think to adapt in that way and for it to work because, you know, the players he brought in all played well. So he's in one of those runs a little bit like Paul Lambert used to go on where everything seems to be coming off for him at the moment. But I definitely think he deserves credit for changing things around and, and getting it right. 100%. Excellent. 100%. Agreed. Absolutely. Well, um, I've written here a joke about the 88 point train. <laughs> it's not a joke. It is not a joke. Not a joke. Can I, we have um, t-shirts made? <laughs> yes. We just put 88 on the back of the Lons shirts. Um I I so I I did I'm I'm an idiot, but I did sort of look up at the table a little bit and think, well, and I think I even said it in my video verdicts, like, well, you know, five points behind Middlesbrough, and you've got to play Middlesbrough. So if you beat Middlesbrough, you're only two points behind them. That is a catchable gap. And I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, well, Middlesbrough will end up probably catching Sheffield United. Well, they're four points ahead of Middlesbrough. So then, you know, could we finish second? Harvey already thinks we can. I do indeed. Which goes against everything I've said for the last six months, by the way. I feel like oh, an also me. fraud. Also me, completely. Um, I, I think I think we've gone on the run at the right time. And I think if we can continue the run at the right time, which is now, then um, there's no reason why we can't can't go go automatics um, and do what Aston Villa did a few seasons ago when they were in a similar position where they were low and a certain Jack Grealish came along and helped them up the table. Maybe Gabriel Sarah becomes that player that helps us up the table. Um, but yeah, no, I think um, I think it's on the cards. I think we can dream as, as fans and as pundits. Um, and we've got a big game at 12 o'clock, Sunderland. And that's a, another big test. I think once we get past that, we'll know a little bit more as to where we, we, we may be dreaming and, and hoping to go. Um, yes. 11 games isn't many. Isn't many. I, I, go on, Steve. I'm just going to say, we've still got to play second, third and fourth. So <laughs> I would say we... In we well, yeah, and, you know... Good point. That beat Sheffield United is only six points. And you'd <laughs> say six points is catchable. Oh, my God, it's happening. Chaos. We're on. We are, we are causing chaos. Oh and everyone's going to be scared of us. That's okay, what's happening. <laughs> These podcasts have fluctuated from we're going up to we're useless. So I fully expect us now we've done all this to lose 3-0 at home to Sunderland. And, uh, that's and we'll fine. Because no, we, we, were, we were right then. 
for months, so that's fine. We've had so many takes, Michael. It's impossible for us to be wrong at this point. We've we've poss- every possible eventuality we've definitely covered. I'm sure over the course isn't, of the season. Isn't isn't that life really? Hmm? Isn't it? When you think about it, so true, so true. Well, um, speaking of life, what have other people said about Norwich City life? Well, Andy Jordan says this, and I feel like it does need to be covered because we haven't really mentioned him much yet. Hernandez deserves huge praise. I right. should have done this after things we're not going to talk about. But yes, you're right. We haven't talked about it much yet. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot we hadn't done that bit yet. Um, but let's talk about it. Yeah. I, what a guy. I will probably write this this week, but it seems like an absolute no-brainer not to just give him a new contract. Totally. What's the reason not to? Anyone got a reason not to give an El Hernandez a new contract? If your heart is made of stone, then you would not give him a new contract. Could be Vagan's way of uh, keeping him uh, in form, potentially, um, towards the back end of the season, oh. and then providing him one. I don't know. Maybe that's a cryptic way of looking at it. But, yeah. What a cruel man you are, Harvey, but also it's a great <laughs> point. <laughs> Let's not give him a new contract yet, in case he tails off and gets comfortable. I love it. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if he has one now, does it? You could give him one in June. Although he yeah. then potentially want Premier League wages. Am I right? Exactly. Am I right? <laughs> mm. He's been brilliant, hasn't he, Anel, Steve? Just to you know, add some proper context. <laughs> it's, it's such, I mean, he. I, yeah. I honestly, I honestly think, I think for me, even if Gabby Sarah, um, who keeps playing the way he's playing, uh, he still won't have been consistent over the longest period compared to Ronel, who I think, you know, from like early in the season through like the darkest points this season, he's always given everything. He's like my player of the season, I think. Ronel is? Yeah. Wow. Oh, interesting. Um, that, that, uh, plenty of time to discuss, discuss that. I think he's been great. Like You and don't I think, agree, do you? I don't agree that he's the player of the season. I think he started 10 games this season or something like that. And I'm not sure you can give, it's not really? a lot. I, I think he started for about oh, four on, under you... Smith. Um, but, 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 like he, the thing is his end product now is so much better. You can see how much better he's being coached now. You know, it, it, of, of all, well pretty much all the players he's about as evident as as it's possible to get and he's been given a proper run in the side um you know I still maintain that Dean Smith would just say to Hernandez go on have a run at them with 25 minutes gonna be like oh they just just have a run and see what happens whereas I do feel like he's being coached and that third goal for Sarah I know it's slightly behind him but you see him look up pick out Sarah play that pass rather than just smash it in as hard as he can which let's be honest used to be the Hernandez way Mr. Um, no end product is no more exactly the end product is there right and four assists in his last five games um with the own goal not apparently even counting towards that so effectively five um it shows just how much better he's got so full credit if he carries on on this trajectory give him the Barry Butler right now oh <laughs> you do agree with me after all that <laughs> Kinda. He seems to be uh, transforming into a, a thinking man's footballer, which is is a development <laughs> I uh, I hadn't seen coming. <laughs> quite honest, yeah, he he does seem to just be genuinely like considering what he does when he gets the ball now. Which, um, yeah, we've he's been around for a long time yet, and and I don't don't think that it's ever seemed like that before. So to have suddenly got that out of him, I think is, yeah, is a remarkable achievement to be honest. Who, who who would we give? Who are the player of the season candidates um, alongside him? Just while I check this. 
Talk amongst uh, yourselves. I'll I'll let I'll let Harvey take that one. Go on, Harvey. Um, Sarah's got to be in contention. Yeah. Um, I feel like a fan's favourite from the chance is probably Gunn for some of his performances as a fan favourite. Um, and then probably Hernandez. I think Hernandez is definitely in there. See? It's not outlandish, is it? It's not outlandish. By the way, just to say, uh, Anel Hernandez has played in 32 of the matches this season, um, but he's started 12. So that's potentially the point. Um, but that said, I reckon on, on per 90... He's like, you know, probably the best player in the world. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I imagine. I've looked, and that's not entirely correct. <laughs> but he's right up there. The best player in the world. That might be outlandish. But here's, here's a thing on um, on El. When he started in league games, just having a look, I think of the 12 he started, we've yes. won 10, drawn mm-hmm. one, and lost one. It's not bad, it's is basically it? basically Emmy. So he's, bas- he's basically <laughs> yeah. he's been here the whole time. Our new <laughs> Emmy, he's right under our noses. It's not the player of the season's fault if he's not played, is it? Let's be honest. Can't blame him for that. Uh, well, anyway, I think we've discussed that. Better than right. I mean, Ryan, bless bless Ryan Livermore. Um, I think was it Ryan who said it was going to be Daniel Sanani? He did, and I said <laughs> Cantwell. So, um, oh, well, so um, sorry, couple of comments which oh, yeah. we do need to uh, just just uh, well just on this sam w says player of the season the mayor definitely top says, three mclean player yeah, of the season I contender i think it's it's wide open right i think i mean josh is still uh you know i know he has hasn't done as much lately but um he's definitely max. still and max, max. yeah oh, so open grant anyone's hanley. grant hanley would be in my top three <laughs> that clearance did alone. you hear me grant <laughs> um Excellent. Well, that's done that. Let's uh, quickly move on to things we are not going to talk about. Obviously, Anel's own uh, potential new deal. Give him a new deal. Uh, although, keep him hungry. Just, you know, store the deal up. <laughs> Something. Um, uh, Jakim Sernson back in the team, but I think we've sort of addressed that. He's great and lovely. Um, as he told us at full time on Saturday, he is. he was buzzing. Although he sort of said, um, I'm buzzing. Gianni Infantino was at the football match, the president of FIFA. Um, Did you get a word with I Gianni? Write, I had to write a story about that. <laughs> Which is good. Um, so he was there. He left at half time. He did oh. not see the greatest goal scored this season by an Norwich player. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, he was there. That was good of him. Uh, they didn't vote in concussion <laughs> substitutions in the morning, which seems a bit more, you know, weird. There we go. We're not going to talk about it, and generally not. Um, we also had the news today that former Nova City chairman Robert Chase has passed away at the age of 84. He was a chairman at the club between 85 and 1996. Um I mean, he was chairman of the football club under some of its greatest successes. He did things that meant that the club survived financial strife uh, a few years down the line, uh, down the line, because he, you know, made sure the club bought land that they could then sell and things like that. Um, he also probably played some sort of part in Norwich getting into that financial situation in the first place, and obviously was was you know hugely unpopular at times as well. So, uh, but clearly a huge figure in Norwich City history. Um, 
So that's uh, that's sad news. He was 84, Robert Chase. Uh, and what I also wanted to uh, mention was that Norwich City women are going to play at Carrow Road. Our long-standing, really vociferous campaign <laughs> of abusing people until it happened has worked. Were you mentioned in the press statement when they said um, that, that only, it was happening? Only potentially as they wrote it, going, yes, it's <laughs> Michael. Um, <laughs> But great news! Norwich City women are going to play at Carrow Road. That's on Sunday the eighth. Sunday the April of the sixteenth. Is it Ashford? I did mean to double check who they're playing. That doesn't matter. It'll be their biggest day, but that's not important. The important thing is that Norwich City women are playing at Carrow Road. It's great that no one now thinks that they're going to cut up the pitch, uh, and it's great that they are now deemed, uh, you know, psychologically ready to play at Carrow Road. They are not my views. They are the views I heard in the last 18 months. So let's be thankful that we've moved on from there and Norwich City women can play at Carrow Road, which will be really exciting. And I will be there, although I may be jet-lagged from my holes. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm not going to talk about that either. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of time to talk about that um now that we've um that campaign has met a successful end i would like to start another one which is um can we just remove the pa system from carrow road because i really enjoyed yes. not having well, they the have. PA system. yeah how yeah, yeah but just done it can we make it a permanent thing i've nothing against the announcers who i think do an excellent job but um no music before the game uh no goal music i can live without the goal music I, tell me if these are controversial takes here um i i'm quite happy I, I thought it actually, I mean, it was helped that we were good and we won the game, but I thought it improved the atmosphere. Anyone else? Anyone else agree with that? <laughs> I was a little I confused. Mean, who did <laughs> I'll be sitting there going, I'm, I'm sitting there going, when's, next? <laughs> when, when's the players coming out? Like, I don't normally look at my, look at the watch or look at the time. I just know by the song when they're coming out. So I'm like expecting the song to be there. And I'm like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, thing comes up on the screen and then they walk out and I'm like, oh, oh, it's now. Okay. And even even Tampa Bay was a bit odd as well. It just happened. <laughs> it was really weird that they carried on with it without, yeah, I mean, I they've obviously got rounds to get through. It's a very important competition, but <laughs> to do it with absolutely no context or commentary was yeah, quite brilliant. surreal. <laughs> Yeah, they just difficult to follow subs. Subs were like quite difficult to follow. Um, Mm. And I think the only time I missed music was right at the end when it was like just sort of felt like we should have a bit of a celebration kind of. uh, Obviously, people were happy, but it just felt like a little bit of music would have would have helped. But yeah, the rest of it I can do without, I think. I might have to water down this campaign because actually both (laughs) made some good points there. But I think I think it's just the it's the unless I'm going to sound like like the sort of person who thinks that young people have got it too lucky and I don't know Sam Smith should just wear chinos or something but I do think that there's too much like the EDM before the that's just basically drilled into our brains could definitely do without it if I don't hear David Guetta again at Norwich City I'm, I'm fine with that you know BAFTA legend, by the way, David Guetta. Um, yeah, you make some great points there, Steve. Great points, as do you too. Sorry. I, it was interesting. They, you know, that you still had the 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 guy come up and present the community hero. Or, you know, he was a community hero, so he still put the ball on the plinth. He was still being filmed, but we have no idea who he was. Uh, yeah. So uh, I feel sorry for the guys who it was like their big moment, and, and it maybe didn't happen. But I, the, I don't know if everyone fully appreciates how 
unique that situation was because I, I can't think of any football match I've been to mm. where there's been no PA. Like I've, I've covered games at Lowestoft, not, not Norfolk football. And well, I suppose I've played in games where there's been no PAs because there was no crowd. There's no one there. <laughs> but um, yeah, in terms of anything sort of above level eight, nine, there's always a PA playing music and someone talking. I do wonder how close they were to having to call it off. Like, because uh, obviously safety... Security Wait, issues. This exactly. Is, this is very. This is very sort of health and safety of me. But like I, I did say when we first got in, it's like, well, how do they tell us if anything goes wrong? No, yeah, well, yeah. Is, no, that's a great point. Like, what this would is have totally been, blown a hole in my campaign? Massively. <laughs> if there had been a fire alarm, I mean, was the fire alarm system still working? I don't know. Like, what 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 happened if Mister Caro turned up? How are we going to know he's gone? He might still be there. I don't know. True. Yeah, anyway. all of these are good points. And uh, Neil Luther says Teddy was there and he couldn't be introduced to the Yeah, fans. that was sad. Oh, I see. It's a real shame, that. Real shame. Why do you hate, why do you hate Teddy, Steve? <laughs> oh, this is this has backfired horribly. I, I I didn't think I didn't think it through. I just so, I just don't like the loud music. That's all it is. So unprofessional, Steve. You never catch anyone else on this podcast <laughs> doing that. Yeah. I'm sorry to Tetty and health and safety lovers like Zoe. <laughs> well, I tell you what, um, it's probably a good an opportune moment to move on. Unless anyone has anything else they don't wish to talk about. No. no. <laughs> okay. It's like the PA system just cut out there. Um, let's move on, uh, shall we, to this is almost fantasy football. And, of course, one thing we have learned since uh, the last podcast is of the sad passing of commentary legend John Motson, the man who I intrinsically linked with Norwich City's success because he commentated on the UEFA Cup ties Norwich made progress from, and Barry Davies did the opposite. So I was always like, John Watson. So here he is. Uh, rest in peace, John um, Motti. And uh, we'll still be continuing to play him until someone complains. So it's time for this. This is almost fantasy football. Which, what else sings fantasy football like Sunderland at Carroll Road in the, what was the cup? The Friendly Cup? Mm. The Friendly Cup? Friendship Trophy. Friendship Trophy. Uh, that will be battered, dented, and probably not at the ground. But, you know, they're still going to play for it, which is exciting. Um, it's a 12 o'clock Sunday kickoff. What else could be more conducive to a, vocif- a, a huge vociferous atmosphere as David Wagner wants, Zoe? Mm. Uh, well, if you uh, see the Sky Sports promotion of their weekend EFL fixtures... Culminates with them saying, and on Sunday, where promotion chases Sunderland, visit Norwich. <laughs> I'm not really sure sets sets quite the scene. <laughs> in that up on the dressing room. Yeah. Yeah, there's not going to be enough room. We're we're already on there, aren't we? <laughs> when the do you reckon the transcript of this podcast? <laughs> oh yeah, good point. Yeah. Just next to it, ignore the noise. Um, <laughs> Uh, yes, good point. I think I think it's more exciting a prospect than they they make it sound. It's uh, it's a shame it's at noon on a Sunday, which is not the uh, not conducive to a great atmosphere being had by all. Feel desperately sorry for the Sunderland fans having to come down uh, from Sunderland uh, at a ridiculous time of the well, probably the middle of the night rather than early morning. Um, Having Obviously, just lost but... five one at home to Stoke, I mean, I, 
Yes. Will many of them make the journey? I don't know. Well, I special shout out to Alex Neal, uh, who obviously got a lot of stick on Saturday. They played him getting off the team coach and getting booed um, on the EFL show. And his face was just a delight because he could just not stop smiling which was very very funny <laughs> use the word use the word hatred in his post-match press conference like yeah there's been a lot of hatred directed hatred. At me, which i don't care i don't care i've you know you only had good things to say about everyone at sunderland but was absolutely delighted to shove it in their faces <laughs> he seemed to be very much enjoying it so yeah i i think we i mean we this is probably tempting fate isn't it because they, they're coming off a, an absolute hiding um, off a team that they would not want to have, have been thrashed by. We just had one of our best sort of re- results of the season for many reasons. Um, you know, I think I think we've got to say we're favourites, uh, but that's obviously, uh, you just don't know what's going to happen. They absolutely thrashed us at the Stadium of Light and we managed to win somehow. <laughs> well. um, yeah, it's uh, it could be a really good game, another really good game. Hopefully, Let, um, let's hope. Um, let's hope the PA system is working because Sunday twelve o'clock kickoff and no PA system. Steve might be a bit bit much for everyone. I found it fascinating that David Wagner um, immediately, you know, in a post match press conference from one game, was immediately talking about how important Sunday was, how the atmosphere needs to be good. He was getting that message straight out. It's obviously gone through his head. That is a really important thing that that, that has to be a transition from the great game and performance and result at Millwall to Carrow Road, or they need it because it's going to be a really important game. Steve. Yeah, well, I, th- I mean, and that's the way to look at this this kind of period of the season, isn't it? You know, and that boring cliche of the next game is the most important one, but it kind of is. So, um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, and I think he, Wagner will know that it's going to be tough, Um haven't double checked this, but I think Sunderland are quite good away from home this season. I certainly can remember them picking up some good away wins. Um, Let me so, just check. carry on. Yeah, Steve. I feel yeah, like they've check. had a couple of big ones. They've won three nil really well at someone. Um, Great. So, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the kind of analysis that you're that you get on the on the ball podcast. Um, so I, I mean, I think we'll win though. Like I, without wanting to sound too blase, I wasn't confident against Mill, but I do think. Um, one thing I am pretty sure about is they can see quite a few and score quite a few. So I think it will be quite an open game that could play into our hands a little bit. Um, so I back us to get a fourth win in a row. And I think if we do, then Sunderland aren't going to be chasing promotion for much longer, I would suggest. 88 points. Woo woo. Go on, Harvey. I'm quite nervous for Sunday, but then I'm a fan. So, um, a team coming off an absolute hiding normally gets their act together in training uh, over that next week or so, um, usually. Um, it's a difficult one because <laughs> it's a really difficult one. Come on, come on. Um, now, for me, I think from, from a Norwich perspective, I think we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. If we start the same way as we normally do in the first half, which is normally better than the second half, then I think we'll be okay. Um, um, let's just hope... Is, is Alex Pritchard still fit? I just hope he doesn't come back to haunt us. 
he scored the goal on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. He did, yeah. He yeah, scored the goal. There Statement, hope Alex Pritchard doesn't come back and haunt us. Well, I love Patrick Alex Roberts Pritchard. Too. Patrick Roberts as well. Oh, my oh, goodness. God, and, oh, no, no, not that. Um, lovely interview with uh, Alex Pritchard from when he was uh, out of contract and from a while ago, talking a lot about Norwich. It's a good, good interview. Really enjoyed it. Um, uh, so I'm a, I'm a, I like Alex Pritchard. I'm allowed to say that because he spoke to me. Um, Sunderland won 3 0 at QPR, Steve. Um, but they're not very good anymore. And they won 3 0 at Reading earlier in the season, which I think was a really good performance at the time. But again, they're not very good anymore. <laughs> and um, they are sixth in the table on away form. So they are. Who's fifth? Uh, Norwich City. Woo! Right. One of the easier quizzes we've done on this. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Norwich's home form. Where would that feature in the championship home form table? Anyone want to have a guess? Or could do a higher or lower? Harvey, where are Norwich in the home form table in the championship? Uh, lower than... I, th- I want to say we're lower well, You than have to state a number and then we have to move on. Oh, okay. So, okay, <laughs> fine. All right. Uh, tenth? <gasps> lower than tenth. Zoe? 13th. That is lower than 10th, but it's not right. Higher than 13th, Steve, who's probably looking at the table in front of himself. <laughs> well, I hadn't thought to do that, actually. Um, well, I've got a 50-50 chance. I yes. would say 11th. Is correct. That's why he's the stats number wang guru. But uh, obviously nothing matters <laughs> sin- apart from what's happened since Wagner's come to take charge of Norwich. And I don't think anyone's got more points apart from Middlesbrough and Burnley since Wagner's been at the wheel. Does does rather both the question, why did it take until Boxing Day? But we'll save that one for another day. Um, you know, if I was if I was being curmudgeonly, I would fear the nil-nil, the low block, the, Sud- the Sunderland arriving going, right, Boys, what we need to get here is a clean sheet. Forget the rest. Massive low block of 12 players because they've smuggled one onto the pitch. And uh, But that won't happen because we are on the 88-point train. So it's going to be at least six. Uh, so that's my prediction. Anyone else want to make any great predictions? Steve? Oh, so... <laughs> <laughs> fewer than me, go. but that's fine. <laughs> I, can, I suppose it can go greater than that. I could say 6-0, but I don't genuinely believe that. Well, I've already said... I've did, already anyone, said did, anyone, did anyone think Liverpool would beat Manchester United 7-0 yesterday? Hey, no. Like, Anything's no. possible, Steve. Anything. Uh, I also think that he might go back to the, the home lineup and possibly leave Lungi out and put Nunez back in and play Sarah deeper. So, i.e. the team that played against... Um, <clears throat> Cardiff, I keep forgetting him. Um, so, yeah, I think we might go back to that. But I do think Timu will, will start again. As he should. As he yeah. should. Yeah, 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 yeah. Avi, what's, um, what's your prediction mind? 2-1. And I feel like every season we play the game of guess the lineup. I think this year is very difficult under Wagner. Um, one player does well. They don't seem to play the next week. Um, cough, cough, Marquinhos or Tozoles. Um Seems to be some weird tactical I'm not really sure um whether Marquinhos wasn't training very well or I don't know but I thought he oh he's having a dig well. he's having a dig at the, the greatest well. victory we've seen all year <laughs> <laughs> I thought he played pretty well um but we you know um it's one of those it's an option for him and I wouldn't like to be Wagner at the moment we've got too many players that seem to be coming into form now and um 
as long as he keeps getting it right, then I'm me me at home telling him he should play Marquinhos more is is not going to help anyone. <laughs> it's, it's all right, Harvey. He's not watching. Don't worry. Um, but you know, we're all on the eighty-eight point train. Hundred percent. Wagner's at the wheel. Wagner is at the wheel of the eighty-eight point train. If if we do get eighty-eight points, sorry, when we do get eighty-eight points, will that be enough? Likely to be enough for second. It, I, is that will we need eighty-eight points to get automatics? Are you saying that the train could take a couple of stops off and shed some load and still manage to finish in second place? Well, I mean, no, if we I, I'm, the, I'm saying the train could get in the station at record time. We could finish third and still not go up. I mean, is that a possibility? That's that's all. Uh, it feels like something I would need to analyse, <laughs> but um. <laughs> I mean, Sheffield United are on 64 points now. So, I mean... That's with, eight, with eight from their last 12 games, I suppose. 12 games to go. So, yeah. It feels like there's going to be a few low tallies around. Mm. Um, but, but, yeah, possibly. 90 normally guarantees you automatic promotion, doesn't it? So, um, it will this season. But, but 80, I think from memory... There, there have been some lower totals you, 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 you can get, um, you know, sort of towards 86 or whatever, maybe even lower and and probably still scrape in. It just depends. If you ended up with a situation, they said, getting completely ahead of himself on the 88-point chain. If you ended up in a situation where, you know, Norwich win all their games, Middlesbrough win all their games, and then Sheffield United are winning all their, well, but not enough, then, you know, you can sort of get into those 80s and, yeah, maybe be all right. But then it could be 90. I don't know the answer. Why am I even talking? I don't know. That's why we're <laughs> going to play football, to find out. Um, and on that note, is there anything else anyone has said watching? Um, um, we should well, get into, Steve. Uh, Spoon Meat would uh, like a link to Zoe's jumper. Uh... <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I imagine she's incredibly young and relevant. Uh but yeah, it's from Hush. It's from Hush. Oh, is that <laughs> a is that a shop? It's a, you can find it in uh, in genres or online. Uh, yeah, so always good in the sale. It's good for the sale. <laughs> another another plug. There we go. Uh, Hashtag ad. Emla Hoko would like to know what Harvey's picture is. And apologies for these questions for people listening to the podcast. Well, no, we can explain it because I was I was going to ask this. It's got it's a, it's a framed. It's a framed shirt, is it? It's it got the Norwich City, yeah. um, like it looks like the sign that would be on the side of a steam train that's above the tunnel. Cambridge, the 88 point some... steam train, yeah. <laughs> what's yeah, what is it, Harvey? It's a match worn Max Aaron shirt from when we played Ooh. Manchester United. I'm going to plug Hernandez again. It was when he scored and famously decided to take his shirt off, spin it in front of the United fans, running round with his tongue out. It was it was quite a scene. Um, was it three one or two one at the time? <laughs> it was three three one. I See? think it was. It was the game. What a where moment Krul, that was. Tim Krul saved. Two penalties, I think it was, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rashford so said, like twenty nineteen twenty, wasn't it? Season, yes, just that's before. correct. Yeah. Um, so yes, um, I've decided. I think I was a big fan of Aaron's back then. I still am. And, Good. Uh, Glad you clarified that. Yeah. <laughs> I obviously have the shirt. Unfortunately, we only moved house uh, a few months ago, and I haven't really found anywhere. To it's big, isn't it? it? It's huge. Say, I, 
I think it's um, too big for that bit of wall it's propped up against. So you're, gonna, you're, gonna have a, you're gonna have a job on there. Don't cut the don't cut the edge off it or anything. Love that. It. Love that. Uh, are we done then with the or any more? Steve? Uh, just a couple more. Jeffman98 says hi, folks. The playoff final hey, on the 27th or 28th of May. Asking for a friend as we're obviously going to get second place. It's on the 29th, I think, Bank Holiday oh. Monday. So uh, just keep that in your diaries, just in case. Um, Neil Harris is on my side. Absolutely can. The PA system fully agree. Was a pleasure to lose it. So uh, just me and you, Neil, I think, on that crusade. <laughs> but uh, we can we can get more. Um, and Simon Copperwheat says, I would never boo you, Zoe. Uh, wink smiley, as if to indicate he actually might. Or <laughs> <laughs> so I say. <laughs> wow. I thought we were going to end on such a positive note there. Or were we? Um, uh, fine work. Uh, and I think that was basically Kenny Other Business. So um, in that case, we will call it time on another On The Ball, the Norwich City podcast that will avoid all black cats until Sunday. We've done quite well there. It's only an hour and a few minutes. That's so mm. not bad for a two-weekly catch-up. Uh, if you yet to do so, please make sure you subscribe via your podcast player of choice. The pod is available free for everyone on your usual player. And we stream the recording of the podcast live in video form on my social media channels. You may know that. That is each Monday evening when we're about. Uh, have a search. And I'm sure you'll find them. Ratings and reviews wherever prompted are always hugely appreciated. And if you want to get in touch with any questions or topic proposals, feel free to sling me a direct message on Twitter. The handle is at Michael J. Bailey. As for this evening, a big thank you to our wonderful guests. Harvey, super debut. Thank you so much for joining us. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. Hope I uh, lived up to the optimistic heights uh, that we've created in this podcast tonight. (laughs) Are you still on the 88-point train? 100%. 100%. Well, we're we're, we're going to, all the way. Answer your own question. Answer your own question. Thanks so much for joining us, Harvey. Really appreciate it. I hope we get to do it again as well, please. Uh, Zoe, thank you. It's always a pleasure. It was wonderful to be here again. Choo-choo. Um, choo-choo. Don't have nightmares. That's certainly <laughs> podcast ones. Um, Steve. Stella. Stella. Thanks, Michael. I didn't even get the opportunity to bring up uh, Joe Rowe. It was such a great podcast, but maybe we can cover that next time. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can listen to the scrimmage for that. Boys hung me out to dry, lie. <laughs> Absolutely lie. Well, we'll, we'll leave it at that then. Let's not hang you out to dry for a second. You're already dry. It's fine. All I, all I will say is that I used the flame because I used the flames emoji because he'd done quite well to like progress to a point where he was in the first team. There was some thinking behind the, uh, the flames emoji. You meant well. You meant well. Well, yeah, it was also like a, you know, uh, an error. <laughs> so, and I then had someone. I then sort of compounded the error by making a joke that Joe Rowe was training with the first team, and someone replied to that saying, "Oh, so um, when did he? When did he decide that he wanted to be known as Joe?" <laughs> no, no. And then I had to explain my error because of that. Uh, it yeah, did lead to a really um... nice. It did lead to a really nice WhatsApp exchange with all of us over um, rhyming Norwich City, changing Norwich City players' names so that they both rhymed. It was really good. It was like one of my highlights of the week, but I was very easily entertained. O'Nell Hernandonel, wasn't it? Or something? O'Nell Hernonel, I think. O'Nell Hernonel, was <laughs> Angus, Angus Gus. It's a rich seam. A rich seam. Timu Puku. Michael Bale. Does that work? Steve. Have I ruined it? I think it just needed to be Norwich players. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. We've gone a bit insular there. Oh, yeah, if you're a Lons player, I forgot. 
<laughs> I didn't take the selfie. Let's end with the selfie. Um, this is, doesn't work for the audio listeners, but that's okay because it'll be on this on the socials. Everyone, I, I need to show the shirts. Hang on. There we go. Everyone smile wholeheartedly. They can't see you. There we go. That's uh, that's that. Um, that was it. Yeah, we'll be back next Monday. I put brackets. I promise. Um, so all being well yes all being well Michael Bailey promise Uh, we will be back next Monday for the latest installment of the Norwich City on the ball podcast is that the order I don't think that is the order Uh, but thanks as always everyone for listening and until then never mind the danger voulez-vous